Hi, this is Ross from the Creeper of Armstrong podcast. You're listening to Apotheosis of a Bombast. I love them. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to... Episode 56 of an apotheosis of a bombast. Brought to you by my co-host, Mr. Elton McManus. Howdy doody. And I, Scott the Sickly Copperman. Oh, is you sick? <coughs> Actually, no, I'm not. No. For all that testing and all that crap they put me through and... Uh, what'll probably amount to several hundreds of dollars. Um, the end diagnosis of all that testing, which included several ultrasounds, nuclear imagings, and a lot more blood than I care to give. Did they uh, put a camera up you? No, I Rubbish. drank something that made me glow. Ooh. And uh, and then a kind of like cat scanny kind of thing. Mm. Long story short. Um, what was scary and had a chance of being something bad. I think at each test, the percentage moved up. And with the last test, it was, uh, well, there's a 30% chance this could be cancerous. And uh, if it is cancer, there's three kinds. There's the uh, responds, <laughs> doesn't respond, and the one where we just take the body part out and hope it doesn't spread. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh. Uh, but in the end, after um, all that testing and a weekend with no phone calls and a Monday with no phone calls, I was informed today that so far... It was a smudge I, on their scanner. Something. Well, no, it's there's something there. <gasps> there's oh. something there. That wasn't there before. But uh, they're, they're not concerned. I shouldn't be concerned with how it should be said for now. We'll retest later. So for all that scare... I'm back to uh, good health. So um, I'd like to thank those of you who led a, a flurry of activity on the That Other Page website. And um, uh, <laughs> Spike, you know, I have these different uh, visitor trackers so I know where people are coming from and how they get there and, and what they go to see. And yeah, I guess I made a reference um, in the last episode to there was a time in March 2009 when I had had similar tests and I was concerned and... Oh, I'm so glad I, it turned out to be nothing. And we talked about how it's probably good not to put things online because that's still sitting there. Yeah. There was a, like a flurry of people searching March 2009 on, on the website. So it's good to know people listen. So oh. I, I did want to just get that right off the bat. As apparently people are either like worried for me and, and sympathetic and empathic or it's that kind of creepy like, is he dead yet? Yeah, just trying to find out. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad everything's worked out for the best at the moment. Yes, and I apologize because it has been very disruptive. Because as you might imagine, there's a lot of time spent for this. And um, what you don't realize, dear listeners, is Elton sends a, a supportive tweet or an email and says, uh, do you feel up to doing this today? And I'll say, sure, I think I'll be back at three. And then, you know, everybody's everybody's been to the doctor and had that... 215 appointment <laughs> be, of course, yeah. be more like 445 uh, 
but no, I, everything uh, we had a little celebratory hugs at home and everything seems okay I'm I'm just uh, old that's all <laughs> <laughs> you so. haven't got two hours missing and parts inserted in you in some uh, yes, I, I have not been made bionic, and you will not be reading the uh, the final days of, of my life online. Although I was thinking about that, and who says you can only do that when you know you have something terminal? I'm, hey, man, aren't we all suffering from a terminal disease? No. We're all gonna die someday. So going what's, what's to keep like some ten year old from going? I'm gonna chronicle the last days of my life. Oh, that'd be depressing. <laughs> a ten-year-old. Oh, these are the last days of my life. Good luck, everyone. Today, don't think I have to worry yet. But just in case, I'm having an extra helping of chicken soup, taking it easy. Oh, today I rode my bike for the very last time. Poor little fella. I don't know if I'll make it to seventh grade, but just in case, I'm doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you. For uh, those of you who were concerned, and and uh, we can all move on now to to other people's problems and Bigger issues and, and brighter things like the English World Cup team and the American World Cup team, who had their well in America, the USA World Cup team had its its little flurry of of um, interest, and they would even talk on all the sports shows about how. You know, it's it's really more uh, patriotism than an actual interest in the sport or the team. Yeah, we Just still talk behind about your team. Uh, Alexi Lalas and uh, um, Tony Miola. <laughs> People are like he's not on the team anymore. No, he's not on the team anymore. That's that's cool. Pele didn't he used to play? Yeah, when uh, there was a professional soccer team in the seventies. Uh, uh, yes, he played for New York, but now he's yeah. Pele on. played over there, didn't he? Yep, he played for the Cosmos. Yeah, but. Uh, it was funny when they had the, the 16 bracket, there was definitely like a surge of interest and people are like, yeah, we're on the weak side of the bracket. Well, we, we the, not have to play anybody till we make it to the uh, semifinals, I guess was Brazil. Yeah. No, that was the last six. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The semifinals would have been, would have been, that's the earliest they would have faced a threat until they lost in the first round. Semi, yeah. Semifinals. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember now. Yeah, it would have been semifinals. Yes. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. Yeah. I pay but attention. Yeah. I think the last time we recorded was about a after week ago. the England USA match, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it was, no, it was, it was before the groups were done. Yeah. Uh, I think there was one game. We were going into the final game of groups. We didn't know who was going to win the group and who would make it to the 16 yet. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes, well done, America. You won the group. And to be honest, I totally think you deserve it. Absolutely, 100%. We didn't even deserve to get out of the group. We played atrocious. It's dis- I'm embarrassed to actually support that team at the moment. It's Has there been like a, a big ripping apart of the team and the coach and the players? Well, the, the team have come home now and... The journalists have done that funny thing where they, they they show the people laughing and joking as they get off the plane. And they're not laughing and joking about us being dumped out of the World Cup at one of the earliest stages for a long time. They're just yeah. laughing and joking because maybe they saw the stewardess knickers or something like that. I don't yeah, know. 48 hours have passed and yeah. they, you know, they 
they're not going to just mope in a cave for the next 10 years. No, but I I don't know if you watched the England-Germany match. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't because it was atrocious. I some, I've seen uh, we, they hit a goal. They should have gotten taken away, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't even disallowed. It just yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, the referee yeah. didn't see it. The linesman didn't see it, so they didn't give it, and so they continued playing. Mm-hmm. And it's not the Germans' fault. They're not cheating. It's no. not England's fault because they went off celebrating. You know, you got to play to the whistle. And what happened was a, a miscommunication. The mm-hmm. the linesman didn't see the goal. The referee didn't see the goal. 60,000 people in the stadium saw the goal. I was, well, <laughs> I'm probably about 2,000 miles away from that place. I saw the goal. But clearly it was easy to miss. I mean, it's only a couple thousand people. It, it was, what, less than half a second in the net. It just, bang, bang, in, out. Mm-hmm. That was it. But there, there's a, that was our excuse. Well, I said it on Twitter as the game was playing. Uh, that was our excuse if we lost 2-1 at the, at the end of the match. But we yeah. didn't. We got spanked hard. And it's shocking that the team, I'm I'm disgusted in the team. I really am. The way that they've played, I'm, I'm still not sure whether I'm for or against uh, goal line technology or not. Yeah. Because I think in American football, your, your football, you have technology like that so you can tell whether the ball's gone out of play, whether a player's foot's gone over the line. Or, well, they but, use stuff like that in Wimbledon too, don't they? Yeah, or, they, have, they have Hawkeye and stuff like that, don't they? Yeah. And it's... A split-second decision, can we go to that judge? I think they get a certain amount of calls as well on that. Uh, in American football, they do that type of thing. And then, like for hockey, which is probably a, a better fit, there's like a central office watching the games and with replay. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if the officials have to go to them or if every goal is just it's just quickly looked over by an official in a booth. And he, if there's something fishy, they'll... Flag it a second. So right. hold, hold, hold on. Nope, we're not quite sure. That's not, that's a goal, non-goal. Yeah, we we don't have anything like that in football, and there's a big debate going on at the moment. I I don't want to go all talk sport on your ass at the moment, but it's huge over here. Everywhere you go, it's on the front pages, on the back pages. the The debate is: Do we have goal line technology? Where a situation like this. When, when it rears its ugly head, we can go to the fourth official or the, the video replay or just see if it is a goal or not. Mm-hmm. And the problem that will occur on this is once you have it for goal line technology, then it moves on to thousand Offsides. Yeah. Offsides, yeah. There was a perfect example. The match after was Mexico versus Argentina. And there was an offside. Uh, there was a goal that was... Uh, played offside. Tevez scored a, a goal that he was blatantly offside, and yet they gave the goal. What the the problem with that was? They actually showed the replay in the stadium. Now over here in the Premier League, you don't mm-hmm. get to see replays in the stadium because you get this sort of problem. You get the players running up to the linesman and the referee, going, "Look, look at the screen. Look at the screen. They're showing yeah. it to you now." And then the coaches will have an argument about that, saying, "You know, look at the screen. You can see it." They don't show it at the stadiums because they don't want that. They want the opinion. They want the decision made by the referee there and then. 
and the referee went to the linesman in this Argentina-Mexico uh, match, and it looked like, oh shit, we've made a wrong decision here. Balls, I've given the decision, and once you give the decision, you can't go back. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's in the books now. And you saw them having a chat, and it was more or less like two blokes down the pub going, I made a boo-boo here, haven't I? I really have. And there's everyone <laughs> in this stadium looking at me. <laughs> and you had all the Mexican players around him going, yeah, it was offside, look at the screen, look at the screen. And then the Argentinian, Argentinian players coming up and going, oh, you've given it, you've given it, you've got to play on. And that is what's going to happen. If they start showing it at stadiums, that's when, what's going to happen. Then you can have offsides debated. Then you can have tackles in the box debated. Then mm-hmm. you're going to have every single whingy little player. You think the players out there are whingy at the moment, the way that they're getting touched and they go down and holding their face, which is an embarrassment to the sport. You get yeah. people diving around, rolling around. You get people like Kaka. He, he got sent off. He's one of the world's most famous players. He got sent off for a guy running into him. The guy who ran into him held his face and pretended he got hit in the face. Kaka mm-hmm. got sent off and missed a match. <laughs> you, you have lots of different situations where uh, whingy little players go up to the ref and say, right, I want to replay that. And it'll just kill the game. It'll absolutely ruin it. And this is why I'm not too sure whether to have this goal line technology. With this goal line technology, we would have been given that goal. I'm not saying that would have changed the result. The result should still be Germany going through. They kicked our asses. We we drew against United States. We we drew against uh oh, I can't remember Algeria and we beat Slovenia. Big bloody deal. If we're gonna be going through, we wanna be whooping all three of them. You know, no disrespect mm-hmm. to any of them, but we're, we're not that good anymore. We're really not that good. We haven't been that good for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I never really... I mean, I understand why people do it, but I, I never really support when someone sits there and, and thinks, yeah, we got we can be champions because the way the draw falls and this guy's hurt and he's not going to be there, whether it's like the little kids or professional sports, either way, like you kind of want to see the champion have earned it by have beating the right people, not just because because you know the star of this one team broke his leg the week before. No, so exactly. well, the number if, two seed really isn't a number two seed that it as construed now. Yeah. Well if we'd gone on to win it, because it's big if because it's just not gonna happen. But we would have had to beat Germany, then we would probably be playing Argentina in the next round. Then in the final we would have had to play Brazil. If we'd done all that Fair enough. Hold my hand yeah, up. That's yes. Yeah. Absolutely deserve it. But that's not going to happen. The The problem was, I went round to some friend's house and watched the Slovenia match. And it was 1-0. It was... We we started passing the ball a little bit better. It wasn't England. It really... It's disgusting football, really. But we got through. If we'd been playing Germany the next day, maybe we would have had a chance. Because the whole... Country seems to have a little lift. Wow, we're through. We finally made it. And, okay, maybe this is a turning point. Yeah, bring on the Germans, blah, blah, blah. All that normal stuff that we get when we're playing Germany or Argentina or whatever. Yeah. And 
we were sort of on the crest of a wave, but then when the Germans put four goals in our you know, net, it was just, uh, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, we have been blagging it and we've just been found out, haven't we? And, you know, bravo to Germany. I, I can't say any more than that. I'm, we got done over and good and proper. And a little bit of me is glad that we got absolutely spanked. I didn't want to go out on that technicality of oh we we should have had a goal then i'm so glad we actually got spanked just just yeah, to prove that, a point there's no excuse no no oh i'm i'm exhausted now i'm oh the whole country is just talking about that goal though i'm i phone up my office and i i can hear in the background blah 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 blah, blah that was a goal blah 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 and there are some idiots that just don't understand and it's just diabolical sometimes but I'm upset that the USA went out against oh who did he go out to Ghana yep I think it was Ghana and I was cheering you guys on then and as soon as USA are out then I'd imagine that your coverage went downhill from then on oh yeah yeah it was it was minimal and it there haven't been, well there were a couple upsets I guess early but like Italy was out earlier than expected and all, but but those are the things that get attention besides uh, yeah. how the U.S. was doing. Now, do you have a sports network there? The way that we have our we have uh, we have Sky Sports. We also have Eurosport as well. And that's, so like yeah. the stars and the stars of that team, will they do like an interview circuit? Will it be like the main same people who interview? Um, like Gordon Ramsay and and political figures and stuff like that, or is there an actual like not not at the moment? No, you might have one or two turning up on these on Sky Sports and other places like that. The, the main problem I find we have a guy over here, James Corden. You might remember him from about a week or so ago. He totally ripped into Patrick Stewart on stage. I don't yes. know if you remember that or not. Yep, I saw that you had some links on Twitter. Yeah, I can't stand this guy. He, The rest of England, bar me, I must be missing something. Everyone else finds him funny. I don't see it. <laughs> he's he's coming across as this the, the jolly fat man, and I'm bored of, oh, the jolly fat man. Oh, isn't he jolly? Isn't he fat? Oh, he, he plays on being fat, blah, blah, blah. It's... It's not funny. It's been done so many times, and I'm bored of it. I don't like him, and I apologise if you know any listeners out there. If you like him, I'm sorry. I can't stand the guy. I don't like him, and I don't like the way that he's he he's almost all over the England team like a rash. You know, doing little tricks, doing, playing tennis with Peter Crouch, and doing all these other little things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else he's done, but. I've caught little bits. I'm I'm interested in what he's doing, but I'm just to critique it, just so I know I've got a bit of ammunition, so I know what I'm actually talking about instead of actually watching it for um, entertainment's sake. But it's programs like this. We years ago we had a guy called uh, Chris Evans who went out on benders with one of our famous football stars, uh, Paul Gascoigne, mm -hmm. and it, it's the same sort of thing happening again. You know, he's he's jumping onto the bandwagon of England going to the World Cup. Fair enough, make a programme about it. But don't then take our players away and 
make them do silly stuff and oh that's so funny when really they should be building up to the competition I know they're allowed to have their lives and stuff like that but I don't find it I don't see it as professional I, I don't see it as funny at all I just think it's a bit you know a bit rubbish to be honest yeah I hear but yeah that's that's my opinion on the whole debacle <laughs> that's going on I'm still enjoying it though. I'm I'm really enjoying the World Cup. You know, we've been having two to three matches every day for the last two to three weeks. And you can't ask for any more than that, to be honest. I haven't seen all the matches, obviously, because I've been at work, but I've been watching the highlights and I love it. I love the World Cup. And now it's all going to start breaking down. You're going to have two matches in one day and then it, you'll have a break of like two days and... You're going to start getting withdrawal symptoms soon. Or I am, anyway. I know that. Well, I think it did make a big difference when it moved to the final 16 and ties weren't helpful anymore. You just saw what... when you, The point from a tie doesn't help you at this stage. You know, no, it's going it's, to go to shootout and all. So it's yeah. a different style of play and it's a lot more enjoyable, I think, to the casual fan over here. You're not a big fan of tires, are you? No, I doesn't bother me as much in like in a league but in in a championship you, you kind of I prefer the uh the bracketed style as opposed to I guess the way it was kind of set up before is um the was it 31 teams or 30 32 teams I guess yeah, there were it's 32 teams yeah 32 teams were broken into eight little mini leagues and like I didn't need that part Oh. I, w- I would have been happy if it had just even if it started with a bracket of 32 and you lose and you're out. But to, to have the countries of the world pooled in into groups. You couldn't have it as a one game and then you're out. It, you'd, you'd have so many countries going over there saying, well, what's the point if we get knocked out in the first round, we're spending all this money to fly over there, play one game and then come home. They can't oh, have yeah. that. And then they need to make some money out of it. And so they need to show their home shirt. They need to show their away shirt as well. You'll find that all the teams have played in both kits already. And that is just <laughs> down to it, yeah, it's It's selling the, the kits. And that's where a huge percentage of their money comes from. But Yeah, that makes sense. I, I enjoy the, the league thing more. More probably because I actually get to see more football, and I get I get to sit indoors and watch highlights of Japan versus someone I I've never really heard of. And any other day, I wouldn't watch that. But because it's the World Cup, it's the best football on TV. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see. But yeah, it's it's all over for England again, and then. The next World Cup is in Brazil, so that's a foregone conclusion. That's either Argentina or Brazil there are going to win that. So it's, what, 20, 2018 the best? Is it 2018 the, the yeah. best chance of us actually winning it? But you know. Some kid on Jacob's team will be you know, the midfielder for them. Yeah, and the only person out of both of our families left in the Bombas World Cup thing is your son. That's right. Yeah, Uruguay are doing it at the moment. At the moment, so yeah, bravo to him for lucking out on that team. That's exactly what it is. Congratulations <laughs> for being lucky. Yes. So, uh, was there anything else going on 
offline in your neck of the woods? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> the The most exciting thing that happened to me in the past two weeks, I suppose, is I I mixed up linguine and spaghetti and was told to sort it out. And, oh, God, that's boring. Sorting out thick pasta from thin pasta because you know, I'm not allowed to cook at both at the same time because they cook at different speeds and different temperatures and, oh. Mm. Yeah, fun, 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 fun. No, it's <laughs> it's just been the World Cup, to be honest. It's been basically go to work, come home, get ready for the football, get drunk, <laughs> pass out, and then wake up again. And oh, that's that's been it up until we got kicked out. That's good. My uh, my big moment of of joy of the last week or so was when. Uh, I actually got my letter to Craig Ferguson read on the Late Late Show. Every once in a while, uh, well, my son likes to watch the monologue, and he watches up through the the responses to tweets and emails, and then uh, Craig interviews like one or two celebrities. And so every once in a while, either I'll send a, a letter or he'll send one with me to try to get a response. And I actually wrote before I had to get uh my root canal, which I think I had mentioned. Did I mention that on the last thing? I think you did. I don't know. I remember it being mentioned anyway. I've been whining all over the place. But yes, I, if you didn't know, I chipped my tooth. God, you're already falling apart, aren't you? Yeah. On a <laughs> banana chip. You remember in, back in an old apotheosis, I had mentioned these little banana chips? Yeah. You would think they're healthy. They're actually not. But yeah. They taste good. But I bit it, and then it was like, ah, it's not good. Cracked the tooth, then found out I needed a whole root canal on it, blah, blah, blah. So I, I wrote to Craig Ferguson thinking, here's the perfect soft little lob. He can hit it right out of the park. Dear Craig, I have to go get a root canal tomorrow. Got any advice to make it less miserable? And then, so I sent it like early, and I watched the show that night. No response. Oh, well, went to the root canal. Eh, all right. Didn't think about it. And then my brother sent me an email that just... All it said in it was Craig Ferguson, exclamation, exclamation. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What about it? And he's like, you were on. I was like, oh, so we have a YouTube clip, which we'll put in the show notes of of Craig basically uh, telling me there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. We we'll, we'll sound very professional and say, here it is now. <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe we can cut that one out. Ah! Or not. This is from Scott on May's Landing in New Jersey, who says, Dear Craig, I have to get a root canal tomorrow. Do you have any advice now to make it a, a less miserable experience? Um, mm, no. <laughs> it's a root canal. It's going to be unpleasant. It's a root canal. If, if some things in life are a little unpleasant, like root canal. The, the payback of getting a root canal is though, that you know, your tooth will be fixed and you'll walk around beaming with pride. <laughs> People will be going, who's that fine-toothed gentleman there? Walking around Maze Landing like he owns the place. Girls will be going saying, I know we broke up a while ago, but I don't want my number to go up and I like your tooth. Any chance? The views expressed by me aren't necessarily what I believe. <laughs> you know when they put that on the DVD commentaries, anything that anybody says here, don't sue us. 
Uh, no, please don't get angry at me. Uh, it's, I'm, uh, I've, I need a root canal. It's affecting my judgment. <laughs> Is it time to take a break? <sighs> Thank goodness. <laughs> it's the only place I'm safe now. <laughs> During the commercials. When we come back, I'm going to be nice to everybody. <laughs> Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. We'll see you in a minute. I'm back from the clip. <laughs> That's actually on the on the talk shows here. That happens a lot. Like the host will say to the uh, interviewee, uh, "So you have a clip for us?" Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, so what are we going to see here? I have no idea. <laughs> Studio sent a clip. I don't know. We'll. When we see it, I'll tell you what it is. Is he like a um, a Letterman, or is, is it a late yeah, night show, or what? David Letterman owns his television show, and like David Letterman is in the, uh, and Jay Leno are in the hot, the prime time of late night spot. What time's that? Uh, eleven thirty, eleven thirty to twelve thirty. Is that the eleven o'clock show? There were there was big rows about, or big hoo hahs about. Well, I can't that remember was, it was uh, on the other network. That was Jay Leno, and uh, he had given up the show. Basically, Johnny Carson was the the big guy. It's like twenty years ago, and a lot of people thought David Letterman was going to get that job. He had the show after Johnny Carson, so Johnny Carson had the more the more famous one, and then David Letterman built this late show, which mm-hmm. followed afterward, uh, or late night it was called. And when the time came, Johnny Carson retired. He wanted David Letterman to be his successor. And the network said, eh, no, actually. There was a whole little power struggle. There's been books and movies made about it. Basically, Jay Leno snuck in and got the job. So David Letterman left. He got went to compete on another network. So now you have two Johnny Carson-style shows, each of which has its David Letterman-style follow-up right okay um craig ferguson is the one who follows david letterman now the way you're referring to is that jay leno retired or or gave up the chance to have that show and conan o'brien they call him coco the red-headed guy i recognize the name yeah so they he got the show and and nbc said oh but jay leno you're so great we're going to do this experiment. We're going to put you on earlier when like CSI and Lost and all those kind of shows are on. And we'll have Jay Leno at 10 o'clock. That'll be great. And it bombed. Oh. And so um, they basically like kicked Conan O'Brien out and gave the show back to Jay Leno. And so that was the whole like, I'm with Coco. And they were like, the, how wrong that was. And He's actually going to go on to a cable channel and make a, a yet another competing show. Right, okay. So is this like a, a normal terrestrial channel that you can pick up? Because uh... I get confused because I, I know you have cable channels, but I am, I am, I just stereotype all of America with, yeah, you, you've all just got cable. There's just yeah. huge amounts of cable in America at the moment. There's basically five channels that you can get with the old uh, antenna on your roof that would be nbc abc cbs 
Fox and PBS, like public broadcasting. That's where that'd be like Sesame Street and stuff like that. Okay. And draw, you know, operas and stuff. Anything else is basically through cable. So that's that's where um, David Letterman and Jay Leno and and Craig Ferguson and uh, Saturday Night Live and those kind of shows they're all on terrestrial TV, okay. <laughs> ordinary rabbit ears through the through the uh, airwaves kind of thing. Yeah, this uh, the sports channels and and where this redheaded guy is going is actually and the Daily Show they're all on cable. Okay, so do these guys they have because I've. I've never really sat down and watched. I tried to watch Letterman once or twice because I, I think they had it on Channel Five over here for a little while. And do they have the same sort of format? Do they have like their 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 band on there, or do they have people? Playing they all have music? bands except for Craig Ferguson. They all do like a little opening monologue, right? And the earlier ones are a little less playful. Uh, they're a little more serious and and structured than. The, the later ones, what David Letterman had kind of pioneered was making uh, like stupid pet tricks and you're jumping into a vat of uh, Alka-Seltzer tablets and wearing a suit of Velcro, throwing watermelons off a roof. Right, okay. And that's the kind, like Craig Ferguson has puppets come out sometimes and deliver his monologues or Jimmy Fallon. He He's from Saturday Night Live. He has a lot of skits. I think he does like a giant bowling ball in the audience kind of thing. Right. Okay. Some more variety-ish. Yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering where we get all our ideas from, and I'm. I'm assuming we've got one guy over here uh, called Jonathan Ross. I was going to say I've. I've seen some of that. That's. That's more like the uh, David Letterman and and Jay Leno style shows. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his own little band, and he interviews people, and it's all very stylized on the way that you guys do it. So um, apparently, he's supposed to be going over to America and taking you guys by storm so yeah good luck with that one i, I forget what i've seen him on i don't think i saw him on the bbc america but maybe it was mm. he he's the one who got in trouble with russell brand for ripping the piss out of uh andrew Sachs. you might know that i think vaguely i know russell brand has been he's a loved hated kind of guy yeah i don't mind the guy to be honest i've got no problems with him yeah, he they they both got lambasted, but uh, Russell Brand fell on his sword and walked away from the BBC. Said, "Oh, okay, I've done wrong," and then he's gone off to America to you know, reap fame and fortune over there. Yeah, Jonathan Ross held on with his fingernails, going, "No, I don't want to lose my twenty-five million dollar salary or twenty-five million pound salary, and please keep me BBC." And now he's like, "Yeah, do you know what? I should really just quit it." And so he's just <laughs> quitting, sir. So. God, look at us just talking about TV. <laughs> Did you have any uh, news stories or anything? Or Yeah, I've come across three news stories. Now, I want to... What one should I do first? I've got... I've got a World Cup-related one, I've got an Australian one, and I've got an American one. What would you like first? Right, well, let's go back to the World Cup. Okie dokie. Are you a fan of the Vuvuzelas? Or Vuvuzelas? I can't stand it. They're yeah. actually... Took away my early enthusiasm for watching the World Cup. Yeah. This was about a week or so ago, this story. Um, the dreaded Vuvuzela. I'm going to say Vuvuzela. That's in between Vuvuzela and Vuvuzela. So. <laughs> uh, claims its first victim, the woman... Uh, sorry. 
woman bursts her windpipe by blowing too hard. Oh, Insurance saleswoman Yvonne Mayer, 29, was unable to speak or eat for two days after ripping her windpipe when she blew the three-foot horn during a street party in Cape Town. Ugh. She's just basically walking down the street blowing this thing as hard as she can. She said that she she felt a little bit sick. You know when you, you get a little sore throat and then the next day you feel, oh, maybe I've caught a bug. She said she felt like that, but she's actually blown it so hard she ripped her windpipe Jeez. from her throat. That will learn you. That is all I have to say to her. <laughs> Some people are just simple. I'm just convinced that the, it's... Well, I'm imagining there's quite a few of these going around in street parties at the moment anyway. And so to try and get above anyone... There's also been an injury of a guy who lost his hearing at a football match when someone blowing a vuvuzela turned around and blew it in his ear. And it burst his eardrum. And now he has no hearing in one of his ears. These things are bloody dangerous. And, you know, to be honest... They should all be melted like books were in Nazi days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nervous because I've heard that they're starting to pop up in various spots. Well, they've now. banned them from Wimbledon. I'm not being funny, but no one's going to take them to Wimbledon anyway. No, you... but people, people do out of, like out of to be disruptive. Mm-hmm. Like if I remember right, they were played at a baseball game. Here in the United States, and it was it was not by the home team. It was by uh, by fans from the visitors who were just trying to disrupt. You know, they used it to to really throw people off, and the the players were saying it really did bother them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd imagine the first day of the season over here, someone will take one to the football match, and they'll get lynched, and then that'll be the end of it. You'll you'll hear <laughs> no more about it. You hear, oh, someone took this and they got beaten up and now it's not going to happen ever again and everyone's happy. And that'll be it. It won't catch on over here because they're so bloody annoying. Yes, they're cultural because they have them over there, but they're still bloody annoying. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, goddamn poxy World Cup. <laughs> Why is it still going on? Not in there anymore, are we? So. Oh, okay, right. Australia or America? What would you like now? Uh, let's go America. Okey-dokey. You've heard of the cowboy in New York City, haven't you? The naked yes, cowboy. Yes, the naked cowboy. Yep. Have you heard of the cowgirl? No. There's a cowgirl going around the streets of America, uh, New York. Uh, let me just send this over to you so you can actually see what this young lady looks like. Um, sure, it's... Uh... Something I'm going to rush to go and see. Just... <laughs> yeah, there's because a... if she was incredibly attractive, I would have heard about her. Yeah, no, there's there's a uh, a cowgirl walking the streets of America, well, streets of New York, trying to nick the the custom of the the naked cowboy, and he he just walks around New York and Times Square. I'm assuming, just making money, and he's making a a fair oh my god pretty penny. <laughs> now, if you if the listeners, if you go to um, Facebook and you go to the Apotheosis of a Bombast page, you'll find a picture of the Bombast human that we came up with a little while ago. 
she's very very similar to uh, yeah. that it's she's creepy she's not far off it to be honest she's got man hands and like a freaky bicep and uh yeah oh she she's disgusted who the hell would throw money at her apart from if she's hanging on your leg going please give me money yeah get off take money run run away but yeah, she's nicking tons and tons of money. He's actually suing her for breach of breach of contract. No, not breach of his trademark. Most licensed franchises are required to fork over five thousand dollars for a year, or five hundred a month to go through a screening process to ape the Naked Cowboys Act. So he's not happy. He's losing a ton of money on this, and I can't see her making any money unless. It's to puncture. She's gross. <laughs> Unbelievable. Which is awesome, sir. She's a former stripper famous for closing her act by lighting her breasts on fire. <laughs> see, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've just got a picture of um, uh Jimi Hendrix, as he lights his guitar on fire with his fingers going, oh, flames, oh, flames. I wonder if she does that with her, her boobies. <laughs> oh, flames, oh. All right, Australia, save us. Right, Australia. <laughs> <clears throat> Aussie pair, drunken air gun dare goes wrong. Two Australian men are being treated in hospital after shooting each other in the buttocks during a drinking session. The men, both 34, thought it would be a bit of fun to use an air rifle to fire at each other and see if it hurt or not. <laughs> okay, spot the wrong thing there. Do you yeah. think it would have hurt? Yeah. God's sake. Uh, they thought they had escaped injury but went to hospital two, two days later after experiencing pains in their legs and buttocks. A police spokesman said that the men were sharing a few beers on Sunday evening when they thought it would be interesting to see if they shot one another with an air rifle, if it would penetrate their skin or if it would hurt. I've seen air guns go off. My uh, father-in-law, he's got one of these... It's not an air gun, it's like a spring-loaded one where you have to cock it by pulling this big arm back lock in the, the spring and then you push it back yeah. and then you put your pellet in and then you fire it and you can kill big stuff. He actually bought it to scare off mice and the way that it was set up, you were not going to hit any mice with this thing at all. <laughs> if they were elephant sized, I think you'd have trouble hitting them the way that the scope and everything was set up. But Again, just simple, simple people just not using their heads. No. <laughs> Oh, that's all I got for you, anyway. Oh man, well, uh, wow, well, it'd be tough to top those. So I think I'll I'll save my stories for a future episode and and look instead at I have uh, two websites here. Uh, the first one is something called Jam Legend, which there's a band called I Fight Dragons, which they they make music with the old Nintendo, um, like Super Mario Paint that kind of program and uh, yeah. other things like that has a very like 1980s video game kind of sound. So they 
do covers of some songs. They do some original stuff. And it has kind of a uh, Nintendo-y kind of sound to it. This is one song done in, entirely on the Game Boy. And then I'll give you the actual uh, real version of the song. So uh, anyway, that, that's the band, and in following them and some of the things they do, I had been led to this website called Jam Legend, which has one of their songs on it, and the neat thing about it is it's uh, it's like Guitar Hero, mm-hmm. and you, you, but you play on your keyboard, so it's like uh, five buttons, one, two, three, four, five, and you know, as the yellow comes down, you got to hit the one at just the right time, and two the right time, you keep score, there's a catalog of of a lot a lot of songs in there yeah so it's it's a fun thing just to kill some time on uh it's jam legend all one word dot com and you're just looking at the top 10 you can play along with this week uh pirates of the caribbean simpsons theme super mario brothers theme poker face mortal kombat theme. a lot of video game things here but they're not all that there's actual real <laughs> real songs in there so that that's a neat site to maybe check out and another one that's kind of fun to play around with is called Incredibox. www.incredibox, all one word, .fr. And what it is, is one of those sites where you can kind of play around with, um, you make your own band, basically, your own acapella group. So it's a French site. It yes. is, isn't it? Yeah. So there's these little cartoony guys that you you can make show up there and... Um, you can assign each of them one of three different instrument sounds, three different percussive sounds. They'll make uh, four different sound effects. They'll sing, um, like repeating certain uh, chorus parts or singing certain uh, solo parts. And it's just kind of you can play around for easily for 15, 20 minutes just making cool rhythmic sounds. It's all kind of catchy. You want to mix something up. Okay, right, hang on, let me, let me do this really quickly then. Right, here we oh, go. All right. What should we go for? Uh, let's all go right, for... Whatever you think sounds good. Here we go. to do you kind of have it build up 
do something, and then as you kind of like take people out and you get down to the end, you just have one guy going like. That is wicked. I could spend hours on that. We can and actually... it's kind of like you'll you'll add something in, and it's kind of in sync in a way that um, they jump in in a rhythm. So like you might add a guy, and what you do is you put what you want them to do on their shirt. Mm-hmm. And it, there's different symbols for different sounds or, or activities, and they kind of wait for like the end of the, I guess, a stanza, a refrain. It's probably the right music term to like jump in. It just sounds really cool. And like you said, you could easily spend half hour just kind of fooling around different stuff. That is wicked. So that's at Incredibox. I n c r e d i b o x dot f r. That's wicked. I'm well impressed with that. You could there actually you come up with a an intro for this uh for the show there, couldn't you? That'd be awesome. For how simple it is, you, you catch yourself kind of bouncing to it and just kind of humming it later. Yeah, that's wicked. Bravo. Well, enjoy. That's my gift from me to you and the listening audience. Good. You can give me one more gift now. Uh, <laughs> we're after a moral for this wonderful episode that we've just. Forlorn in front of people. I don't know if that's a word, forlorn, but yes. Any ideas for a moral? Well, the thing I keep coming back to as a moral is just that some people are just simple. I felt like I kept saying that to you with all the news stories. Yeah. Cool. All right, then. Well, let's end it there. And Alrighty. let's not get in trouble with our families while we're still recording. No, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we will be back soon. We are looking to slot in a live show soon, so watch the Twitter feed. Yep. And uh, if you are a fan of Rethinking Lost, it is coming back. We attempted to record. We had a torrential hailstorm interrupt that last week, but that'll be back soon. Yeah, the gods were against us then. Yes. I, I forget what I, I said something, and right on cue, thunderstruck and hail fell from the sky, frogs, <laughs> locusts. It was. It all went wrong. We might tack it onto the, the end of the, the next episode, so yes. look out for that one then. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. You know where to find us. And uh, we'll be back in a couple days. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. And I'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Spider just fell on my computer. Oh, that's horrible. Ooh, I don't like spiders. Where's he gone? Oh, he's gone. Hang on. Ah! He's in the computer. He's on the other side of the screen. He's, oh, he's trying to go in the USB. Piss off. Where's he gone? Oh, I don't like spiders. <laughs> <laughs>